weekend to say the least what yeah had a rough one man come on man let's start with you though what's 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 been cracking man you what has been cracking i mean it's by the time this gets released i mean it'll be it'll be a while wow uh um wow we've been uh, we've been some busy boys i don't i don't know i don't know how to answer that question Hmm. When's the last time we did an episode? It's been a while. Like last month. <laughs> wow. Wow. We haven't released... I don't think we've released one for July. Okay. We might have, actually. No. No, we have. Uh, but they were recorded quite a quite a while ago. So, it's been a minute. Okay, yeah. You know. Let's catch, us, let's catch people up, man. What's, what's, what's new in Nartland? Nart, um, Nart, Nartot world. I was traveling a little bit, working on on the my epic record. Mm. How's that um, coming, man? Pretty good. I mean, we're still we're still in the first act of uh. Well, we're in the first act of tracking the record. I would say, like the record yeah. is, um, you know, so that's not necessarily the first act of making a record, but we're we're just now getting to guitar. And bass and stuff like that. So, and we're make we made a little dent, but um, sure, we mostly worked on the this release that goes out to the folks in our Patreon, which is like it's just like acoustic. I mean, calling it acoustic music is a little uh, just a bit stripped down, probably right. It's it's reductive, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like. Some of it's like orchestral. Well, that's what Some I mean. It's, it's, it's like it's yeah, not even an acoustic EP. Just kind of a kind of like it's a, reimagined, a more, a more but reimagined, it's not loud. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not a loud like. Maybe maybe that's the adoption word that we need is reimagined versions because a yeah, lot of times yeah. when we say acoustic, it was like even in blank page, it was never just like acoustic. You know? Right. There's so. there's like one. There's gonna be like one or two sort of like true truly acoustic kind of uh numbers on there and then there's the other stuff that I would say is just more easy, easily thought of as reimagined but anyway that that is goes exclusively to the Patreon at this point so it's not really like a wide release or anything but we just needed to put some put a few days on it to get it finished up so we did that that's cool nice. And is is fun. Tanner included in the process, the writing process of that? For that, he's not. Okay. Not at this time. It's not that he you, never you and Aaron would. <clears throat> yeah, Aaron and I and Jeremiah originally, mm-hmm. we sort of took that on as like our our like um, basically going like, hey, we have like this much free time to dedicate to this stuff, and and we sort of divvied up some different responsibilities and it's been cool i mean it's sort of like it gives us sort of uh access to a very 
um, dedicated fan base and also gives us like passive income through that and, and just gives us opportunity to do stuff that's like really specific. So, uh, all that to say, uh, we got a cool little release ready to go out I'm soon to hear it, man. That sounds yeah, awesome. I'll send it to you. You can jam it. Man. You can jam it. But yeah, there's one, we wrote one new song for that too. So, which is kind of cool. Rad. Um, so then we also did a few days on the new record and then we sort of wrapped it up and, and we had to cut the, I mean, I, I, yeah, it's just been crazy, man. I mean, with the house. Well, go ahead. You had to cut the what? We had to cut the, like the trip short on the front end a little bit because I couldn't get out there when I wanted to. And yeah, it was just the whole thing. Well, for our listeners who, who just joined us it's uh you you just got a house i mean we we've talked about it i think in previous episodes but not like yeah, at length but for sure you just bought a house which is a huge deal and and you're kind of also simultaneously like creating your own studio in the basement and stuff so yeah and, working working on just getting something set up for for the time being right now i'm still kind of like the plan is to be doing stuff probably uh, like at other studios for the rest of the year, like if it's a big project. And then if it ain't a big project, I can probably do it at my house. So that's yeah. Fine. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a whole, yeah, for sure. Crazy, I mean, it's, but that's not even say necessarily saying that you're just going to be using that the whole time. It's just, you know, you'll have a bigger space, more digs, more like. Well, the yeah. So the plan, and, and we were talking about this the other day, but the plan is to build a separate, like, building. That's connected. That's connected to the to the control room in your basement. Yeah. Well, not connected physically. No wireless, like, wire wise, or yeah, like you. connected as far so as. So like, for that, are you gonna like bury some wires, bury some cables and stuff, and? Um, do it, it that way. Or? That's where I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, for sure. There's yeah, they, but you can you, do that. You know, that's what I'm saying is like, no, yeah. I mean, that's, <clears throat> it's very likely that I would, but right now the way that a lot of stuff works is it, it's actually transferred like through digital cable and not like analog cable. So, okay. More technical so, than I really want to yeah, get into. Yeah, and, but it, but it also like, but that 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 implies that it'll be like the signal reach quicker, and you won't have to deal with lag and all that shit, right? Well, I mean, yeah, like do, over when, over a hundred feet, like an analog signal, no matter what, is gonna start to gonna degrade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sure. so, but that's yeah, cool. that's dork stuff, whatever. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's the plan. I enjoy like dork to, stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you know that. I got lots of million house projects that I'm working on and doing that. It's super fun. I'm loving it. I love the new house and I love the new neighborhood. We went out for a cool like hike the you other day. You got cool and, neighbors. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Old old guys. Old Hell families. Yeah. Hell yeah. They're all like retired. Nice. Uh, Let's see. They got these lawns just banging off, man. They got these crazy <laughs> lawns. You were telling me about like a guy that was like, you didn't understand why he was blowing the grass. And I was trying to tell you, I'm pretty sure he's just blowing clumps of grass, like cut grass out of his lawn. So it doesn't look like there's clumps of grass in his lawn. We used to do yeah, that all the I, time. And also when yeah. you do that, 
when you do that, not to cut you off, sorry, but uh, when you do that, a lot of times you miss like longer grass. You know what I mean? Like if it clumps mm-hmm. up in those in those areas, if you blow it out, you'll see like you'll you miss a spot because the the grass folded with all the clumpy oh, grass totally. coming out. So here's the thing. Whatever that guy was doing, he knew what he was doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I was just watching, like, I don't even know what this guy's up to, you know? This guy is doing mystery. Some mystery behavior across the street. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, he's he's awesome. We we met him, like, we met him and his wife, like, before we even moved in. Mm. And they were, like, super cool. And, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's fun to be. We've never had, like, any connection to any of our neighbors just or not since i was like a kid really mm. um i don't know if that's that's just de- depends on where you live or whatever but so it's it's cool but yeah our neighborhood's really sick and we're just nice. enjoying it and yeah, Wag, man, wags is wags is giving it a really cool modern but also kind of 70s vibe in the house which i dig mm, it looks yeah. the green cabinets and the yeah the wood paneling and stuff i, I love it man i think it's I'm pumped for you, man. I'm I'm stoked to go down there and see it in person and yeah, help you, help you out cool. with a couple things. We're like, yeah, we're we're it already. It's weird because like normally when you move, it takes a while to like feel like you're at home. You know, sure. But, but there, it's does it feel like we're kind of right away? You're like, yeah, this is yeah, like, it's kind of just settled in really quickly and. That's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm loving it. Not to even say anything bad about your old. I loved your old place too. I mean, I think you kind of have a knack of finding like these cool, cool places to live. Man, well, you used to like do it's, that with it's apartments important, too. It's important to live somewhere that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like I feel that way nightmare. about my apartment now. I know it's tiny, but it's like it's very like homey. And even when I bring, I brought my aunt. She came to visit. Uh, gave her a tour of the place and she was like this is really cute and i was like yeah it's kind of like a i don't know our own little fortress of solitude a little bit you know yeah you have everything that we need and stuff like that and we probably don't need much for another year we could probably to save money we could probably live here and enjoy it and you know when it's time to move on it's time to move on but yeah Yeah, man but yeah you've always had a really uncanny knack for it for it for finding those places I thanks I I, I guess I never really well, I, would have thought about it that way but sorry I mean I, I house sitted for you a lot so it was like when you guys yeah. would be gone and I always loved your apartments I was like damn it I wish I would have lived in this place that yeah, one that one got, that you had right next to spy house was so yeah, badass that place is awesome man I yeah I love it yeah I loved that apartment I would have uh I would have been down to stay there for a while for mm-hmm. sure but Obviously, circumstances were things change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy with all the you know all the things that came after that were amazing. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. It it really like feels like home already. And uh, gosh, I'm just so excited and just I I feel like I've the last couple of days I've sort of had to decompress a little bit just from like projects because I was just like going million miles an hour thinking about you know just doing a million things and sure whew, yeah that gets exhausting we've both been kind of busy mm, bushed man Holy yeah smokes, man we yeah. um so uh not to kind of take a turn for the worse but i gotta i gotta kind of address it 
Um, especially to, to the, you know, our one fan or Josie or one fan, <laughs> one fan club. Uh, I had, uh, two deaths in my family. I had, uh, my cousin OD'd on fentanyl Gosh. and, uh, my grandma died in the mm. same weekend. And Jerry and I got the news when we were celebrating our two year anniversary, which was July 10th. Uh, we were celebrating in Chicago and, you know, uh, so we had to kind of, we didn't really hurry cause there was no hurry. We knew that the funeral was in a couple days. So we basically went back home from Chicago, maybe for like two days, worked the food trucks that we run and then kind of like got them ready for them. So they wouldn't be bogged down cause we wouldn't be back. Because the funeral was, one was Saturday and one was Monday. So it was literally like we went up to the UP to go bury my cousin and then up to the, like over to get my grandma from my dad's side. So one on my mom's side, one on my dad's side. And so we've been, this whole week is just kind of, was kind of a catch up game. And we were just mm. kind of trying to like catch, <laughs> catch up because we're going to Idaho uh, next Sunday. Um, or this coming Sunday. So like <laughs> it's just been a yeah. shit show. And it's like, I haven't really like processed what happened. Cause I, it we've it, actually, it's probably a fortunate thing. Cause we've been so damn busy that I just haven't had time to like really kind of accept what happened. And like mm-hmm. grandma is a little less sad because she was, you know, 90, I think she was 95 and she had like really wow. bad, debilitating dementia mm-hmm. um like really bad like she couldn't remember my dad or anything the last time he saw her and even my dad i mean he cried you know but it wasn't like you know um it wasn't like super duper sad because we kind of expected it but with yeah my younger cousin that one was just nuts and his mom actually came to visit us and she's leaving tomorrow but I mean, they're they're just kind of traveling because they don't want to go home, you know. <laughs> like it's it's really sad to see. So, you know, yeah. like I said, I'm not trying to be like a Debbie Downer here. It just I needed to address it because it's been, you know, probably like a whole month since I, we've released another podcast, and it was pretty much because of that, you know. So I've been kind of, uh, I think I even have like a podcast that I need to edit and throw mm. up there, but I just haven't had time to do anything, you know. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's the reason folks that things have been kind of on hiatus, but, um, I'm back in the role or I'm back, back on, back on the, on the, you know, on a schedule. So it's a little bit easier now. Um, but yeah, man, just crazy shit, man. It's unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> the the podcast machine stops at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what no, was man, that dude was that on five-year engagement like the, the postman waits for no one <laughs> you know in like where he's talking about the the dude i i i've been wanting to watch i, I saw that movie pop up uh the other day it's a great some, flick man yeah i but I they totally get all the hunting shit wrong in it oh, and it just makes oh, me I don't like care about that i know but it just makes me like god california you guys just don't know what you're talking about 
He's like hunting yeah. Bambi or whatever in the fucking spring. It's like, dear season of the spring, you dumb fucks. <laughs> I, t- I would you know? never know. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one, it's like no one would ever know or it's care. It's so dumb though. It's like it's it's like just tiny bit of research would would have gotten you there. But they nah, just want to make Michigan look like ridiculous and stupid and you know, because he's like I mean, I, f- I felt like they were trying to make it I mean, there's like they go to the U of M, right? Well, that's Isn't their that, first mistake. They went to the U of M, so. Isn't that a good school, though? Like, it's pretty no. good. It's Michigan State, bitch. I, Go green. All right. Yeah. I think, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's the same thing. Dude, This the same thing happened in New Girl, where they're, like, talking to Jess, and they're like, put down the rifle, Jess. Put down when they go to that cabin or whatever. Do you remember that, New Girl? No, I don't know. Uh, did you ever watch No Girl? I don't know. Yeah, I've seen a bunch. I don't okay. think about hunting ever. It no, I know, I know. But this is this is another thing where it's like Hollywood just not doing their research. They're like, put down the rifle, Jess. Put the, I'm like, it's not a rifle. It's a fucking shotgun. It's like so stupid to me. It just makes couldn't, them couldn't look dumb. Couldn't you call shotgun a rifle? I don't get it. I mean, No, you could, rifle is a completely different gun. A rifle doesn't go... exactly the it's, same. It's so, no, they're not. It doesn't have a pump action on a fucking rifle. No rifle has they a pump action. They still have a little... That's a shotgun. There's still a little no, blo- it's, wood it's block a, it's, there. It's a like cock or it's like a, a pullback, like a pull back bar but it's it's just shot it's if just i stupid. drew for a five-year-old uh uh both of of these guns they would say this is the same drawing so there you go no. they look they look exactly same they do not they do not look exactly but anyway so that's that's it's the same thing where it's just like hollywood just like really doesn't like guns and they like to portray everybody that has a gun as a fucking dumb fuck. <laughs> it's just so stupid. And it's just like, if you guys did a little bit of research, then you, you, you just look like idiots. You know, like. Okay, well, first of all, Hollywood is obsessed with guns. You. Oh, that's true. I don't know, yeah. I don't know where the... you're. I don't know where you're getting this from. Like, like, think about like. <laughs> well, it's, every it's not even that Hollywood ever. hates guns. It's just that like they just don't care. About that stuff, so they don't listen. Like, pay if you're doing a if you're doing a rom com, you're talking about rom coms and yeah, but in it's your, a pretty thoughtful one. It's Judd Apatow. It's like I know, I I'm I know what I'm saying is why why do you have this expectation that a rom com is going to handle this guns with any aplomb? Like there's no purpose to know. it. It's just it's just <laughs> it's such to a me. dumb thing to be mad. Well, about. it's it's just dumb to me because it's like it seems lazy to me. It's like you know sure. even. If I was writing a script, which I don't, but if I ever wrote a script... I would um, get every detail correct. No, but I at least would put some <laughs> thought into like the details of the thing. Be like, obviously, oh, it's like spell checking to me. You know what I mean? Like, It's like, if you're a novelist, like a really good novelist, if you're like writing a really good novel, don't you think here's you get the, that here's motherfucker the you would have edited? To, you would have to even know, like, you're mad that they, they're hunting deer... No, I'm season, mad that right? they they just like don't they're too lazy to like no, 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 be like no. oh is yeah, this I'm not a rifle you cop out or on a this shotgun? One. I'm not letting you cop out on this one. So you're mad in the movie that they're hunting deer off season. Here's the thing: no, they're hunting the, deer off season and they're using a crossbow, which is like it's like okay. It what I'm saying <laughs> is, dude, this is where you have to disconnect from it because you're yeah, like yeah. you have 
you you are you are going so far but it's, beyond. But it's not even it's not even it's not even the fact that they're that they're hunting out of season or that they're using a crossbow, which are completely different seasons than like. Yeah, but it's not even that. It's also that they like shoot a fawn in it, and he like cries or something. It's like you can't shoot fawns. Like it's like I don't know what you guys think. You watch Bambi and you think that that's real. This like, is Disney like bullshit. this is like when I complain about a, a music movie. This is like as <laughs> yeah, pitiful exactly, as that. Exactly. You know, but it's so dumb. It's like if you weren't so lazy, you could just go the point, figure the it point out. Point being, the point being that movies are like they're t- ultimately you're, you're telling a story, and they they really those details are way less important than the story. So. If there's a story purpose for them to do those things, that's why they did it. I mean, sure. listen, I could talk about like the movie Whiplash all day. <laughs> yeah, People yeah, love yeah. that movie. Yeah. I can't watch it because it's so insanely. Inaccurately. Er, it's inaccurate. just so divorced from reality yeah, yeah. in so many ways that I can't watch it. So I, well, then I that's understand. how I feel about hunting because it's like, but I love I'm also, hunting. here's the thing. I'm not mad that they made that movie that way. I don't mm-hmm. care. I just can't enjoy it. No, which is I, you know. I I said the same thing. I did. I I just brought it up, and you know, I love that movie. I'm just saying, like, hey, maybe not be so lazy this and figure out what you're sesh. talking. But just what I'm saying is, what it doesn't. Talking about. It doesn't it's just have like to be laziness editing. because okay, it's just this like is, pure you're, editing. You're missing. What I'm, you're what I'm missing my point. my point. No, 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 no. You're missing my point. Okay, which is the point is <laughs> if they like if you're the screenwriter. Mm-hmm. And you have a per and, and you have you're writing this scene and your your goal is you you have like you know you, you like you have a, a a purpose for why this is happening mm-hmm. you know and the, maybe the details don't line up perfectly mm-hmm. obviously they don't because you just said that they don't right. that's totally fine but it's like does a screenwriter ultimately do they care they're gonna go. Well, so technically we can't do like this wouldn't ha- be how it would be. And then they go, well, it doesn't matter because eight people are going to know that. And everyone else is just going to not think about they're it. Like, it's like, part of the story. Fuck Michigan, it's stupid. So what I'm saying yeah. is there's a there's a it's like just like Whiplash. They're setting up like they're ba- Whiplash is essentially a football movie put for into mu- for music. Yeah, for music. It doesn't for a drummer, music, right? It's like his whole thing is a drum. He's a drummer. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I haven't seen it, it in a while. Well, yeah, I mean, but it, he's he's in this academic setting, and his teacher right. is like this megalomaniac, whatever. And it's just like, may like I will I will concede maybe the guy who wrote that movie, I can't, it's, it's the same guy who did La La Land, but it's like maybe he had this bad experience probably in high school because there's no way college would ever play out like that movie. Like everything yeah. that I saw in that movie told made me think this guy had a bad experience in high school and he's basically he's right, put then. it into this college situation because right yeah yeah um but basically it's like yeah like he had a story he wanted to tell and so he told it through the lens of being a jazz drummer for a college yeah you know and which also having a like megalomaniac a very like like niche thing you know totally yeah. so yeah. most people watch it and they go oh cool great performances great whatever like ultimately, the the yeah, guy had a story he's like trying widely, to tell. Widely, re- sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, yeah. But that guy, that movie is like widely renowned as like one of the better music movies, and you're like, mm. you're you're say, you're you're calling foul. You're saying nah. uh, I'm not like if you if you think it's a good movie, like, I can't uh, remember at, it it's as a so like long. I'm not saying you, but just like 
if you're if you if you're if you watch that movie and you enjoyed it at face value of like i like the story i like the characters i like the performances that makes sense but if you think that that's what (laughs) music is or academic specifically college level academic music it's not like that at all it's nothing like that you you would maybe find some professional settings where you'd have like you know uh like i guess like buddy rich is a really great example of someone that dude was totally a megalomaniac and mm-hmm. he was insane to work for yeah and he would chew out like all his musicians and do crazy stuff like I mean, that every like famous jazz musicians like you know miles davis used to break the hands of fucking piano players that played in his band you know like he'd slam the fucking thing on their fingers and be like you can't play piano <laughs> it's just like jesus you well know? Uh, so yeah. but yeah I, I so i'm not saying there's no musicians who act crazy like that right but like the idea that yeah it's well Well, it's would you say that that movie kind of portrayed it as like you have to be like that to be successful is that like the point no because the guy is not successful right the teacher guy is like he's not a success really like he's uh yeah it's i don't know what the point of that movie honestly like is it doesn't make sense to me like I don't, I don't like, like, here's the thing. Like they portrayed like the, like music in, in a college setting as being like insanely competitive yeah. and like, and like everyone, every, honestly, everyone in the movie too looks like an athlete. Like no one, I was like, none of these people look like musicians at all. Yeah. 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 You for know? sure. <laughs> I was like, this is not what musicians look like, especially in college. Like, no, like uh, they just don't look like that. I'm sorry. Um, for sure. But it's like, yeah, it's just very silly, a very silly movie. Like, Mm -hmm. but like I said, if someone enjoyed it for what it is, that's good. But yeah, it's it's football. Like football is right, right. Well, I feel the same way about uh, Drumline. Remember the movie Drumline? Yeah, that movie. Uh, Uh, Like, it's so funny. My band director would we'd watch it for band, you know, uh, on like road trips to like marching band and stuff like that. And my band director is like, that machine doesn't exist. Like that computer machine where. He plays his drum on like through this like microphone and it just like writes the sheet music for it. He's like, that doesn't exist. <laughs> it's like that. But for the purpose of the yeah. story, they were like, we need this thing. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, Trans, especially at that time, no, that didn't exist at all. Remember when you were we were talking about where it's like it's kind of good in uh, Inception, where they didn't explain how the dream machine worked. You know what I mean? Like, and you were like, that was actually a good thing because people, hundred percent, would that be kind of fall in line in the category of like, you know, you don't necessarily need to explain how this is or how this, you know, maybe that can come back to the gun thing where it's like, yeah, if we explained it or if we like actually had it, like it would just kind of cheapen it and dumb it down a little bit. I don't, I don't know. There's a fine line. I think it's like, it could have been, it could have been very easily fixed. So that was my gripe. (laughs) It's like you could literally just look up what's the difference between a shotgun and a rifle, and it would have Google machine would have been like, well, a shotgun has the pump action, the uh, rifle Dude, does not. So that could have been so many things. That could have been like the prop department. Yeah, like it. It could, could be have fucked up. Like yeah. the prop, the prop yeah. department and the script not being like. But, it, but the part correct. was so funny that they're just like, whatever, it, it worked. You know. Well, why they ultimately yeah, they don't sure. they don't care because like like I said details Trying like to get that. Some ha-has. 
Details like yeah. that don't matter in the broader context of sure. like what you're doing, you know. And yeah. then there, like, yeah. of course, and then there will be people who will notice and it will pull them out. Like, this is just reality. Like, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah for sure. Like, so I'm, I'm sure if you're like a legit scientist watching like sci-fi, like stuff is like so interstellar. infuriating. I, and all scientists like hate Interstellar. I thought Interstellar was a great movie, but. A lot of my scientist friends were so, like, "This that's is so what I'm saying. Dumb. Like, if if you it, like if you're an expert and you are watching a piece of entertainment based on your expertise, yeah, it's yeah. probably frustrating." Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, for me, you know. I love Almost Famous, and I love like you know your classic. Mu- I love High Fidelity, and uh, you know, like this classic. High, fi- mu- high Fidelity is about a running a record store yeah but i mean it's kind of a music thing you know what i mean like it's it's a great breakup movie if you ever get broken up with that's like the perfect movie to watch <laughs> is it though because it's like i love it well okay well because it kind of like makes he's you so awful like his... i know but that's the beauty of it it's like we all are you know what i mean like we've all done <laughs> stupid shit and it like sit there and mope about your feelings instead of re- acknowledging like where you fucked he's up. He's definitely such a pitiful like he character is. in that yeah, movie. Yeah, for sure. He definitely. But you definitely tra- go you're like, trying oh. to tell me that you don't like the movie High Fidelity. Oh, I, I love I love I was watching movie. it the other day like yeah. like a 2 weeks ago. So I'm not I'm not I trying to say I remember a friend I don't of like mine it. uh she's like a Gen Xer friend of my friend of the family but when I was going through a rough breakup she like turned me onto that movie and I was like, "Oh, dude. This is yeah. so good." <laughs> So yeah, I wouldn't. I love I, Swingers. Swingers is like my favorite, like breakup post breakup movie too. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen that it in a long time. When I saw when I saw it, I, I didn't care for it. But maybe it I kind would. of makes you like realize, like no matter how much like sometimes your friends can be pieces of shit, or sometimes they're good people, or whatever. Sure. In the end, it's like they uh, they're kind of the ones that you you need to hold on to, especially like when mm-hmm. breakups happen, because it's like. There's nobody that can get you over a breakup like a, like your best bud. Like your best bud knows how to just kind of like your money, baby. Your money. That's what they say in the movie. But anyway. Mm. Ah, I well, I haven't done this in a while, but welcome to Sultans of Slap, people. Um, because I'm a little morose, I've got a little kind of a kind of a somber tune that I love. Ready and r- locked and loaded and ready to put in the chamber you know what i mean um we're gonna go with uh manchester orchestra Mm. the song is i can feel a hot one let me know when you're ready and i'm gonna go grab a beer okay three two one play blood was dry it was sober the feeling of audible cry And I could tell it was over From the curtains that hung from your neck And I realized that then you were perfect With my teeth ripping out of my head And it looked like a painting I once knew Back when my thoughts were not entirely intact So I prayed for what I thought were angels Lord showed me dreams of my daughter She was crying inside your stomach 
And I fell love Again Yeah, man. That's the... Man, anytime, anytime I have, like, a, a rough one or somebody dies or something, you know. I think that's the... That, that was the first song uh, I listened to when my dad had a heart attack. You know, I listen mm. to that song when people die in my family and stuff, and it just kind of just hits me in the chops. It gets, it, especially if I'm having a hard time, like, you know, sometimes you just really need to cry it out, you know? You just need to, sure. like, have a have a breakdown cry on your own, you know? And it's not a public mm-hmm. thing. You just kind of go into your car. And, and, I mean, anytime that song comes on, dude, I went and saw them one of the last years as in Los Angeles. And uh, they played this song, and I just started bawling right there in the crowd. <laughs> it was just like, ugh. you know, one of the best shows I've seen in a really long time, man. I got to see them. And that was during the uh, uh, Black Mile of the Surface or whatever the their last. Ye- Actually, they just came out with a new one. Mm-hmm. And uh, pre- prepping for the uh, Black Mile of the Surface, yeah. I, I got that on vinyl. Um but I'm pretty sure you turned me on to this band, and it was with this album, I mean, Everything and Nothing. I think you got, like, a vinyl back in the day album, and we, we you were like, dude, you got to listen to this. Vinyl album? No, I don't think I did. Or Tyler did. Tyler got it, I think. Well, but that, but, that, wasn't, that wasn't the introduction to the band. Not for you. For me, my introduction was Mean Everything to Nothing. I think yours was uh, uh. Um, I'm Like a Virgin or whatever. Yeah, so my introduction to the band was I went and saw Me Without You. Mm. Um, They're an Atlanta was, band too, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Manchester Orchestra is. Um, yeah. Yeah, I went and saw Me Without You. Funny uh, funny enough. Funky um, enough. Funky enough. Um, that show... Uh, Ashley and I went to that show, mm. but we were not dating. Mm. That was like before we started dating. Um, and I don't, I, we didn't go to it together, but we like, we all met up. It was like a bunch of people from that, from her friend group from back then. Mm-hmm. And it was maybe Heidi, like and Jeremy or something. Yeah. Heidi, <clears throat> um, some other people, um, that no one is gonna know, so I'm not gonna like rattle names sure, off for yeah, no yeah. reason. I know, um, I know the friend group. I remember, but that. yeah, yeah. So, and we hung out. We like went out after the after the show, and it was was super that during fun. Mean Everything and Nothing? Was it, were no, they that was the first it? record. So they were turning on. I'm a like a virgin. Yeah, but they were like they were like not even direct support. They were like the like act two of four. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. So there was some some opening band, then them, and then another band, and then Me Without You. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, they uh, they kind of stole the show. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they put on they a hell did. of a show, man. And, I mean, it's like everyone left there going like, whoa, that was really good. Mm-hmm. And so we all got into that record. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, and then I was... I was like in deep by the time this record was like, I mean, this is like a record. I went out on the day it came out to go buy it. And, mm-hmm. um, 
That, I remember when you got it because I remember you brought it home. We were at your parents, and I think, well, actually, yeah. I think, I think it was Tyler. One of you guys got the vinyl, and we listened to it on your dad's well, turntable. Yeah, we we do have. I think Tyler has a copy of mm-hmm. this on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, I want so one. that's yeah. I gotta get uh, that. I ain't saw, wrong. I, I know. I, I I got. Uh, I have a a black mile of the surface. I got it at their show. I love that record. I think it was awesome. And I just yeah. found out they just released one, 2021. So I started listening to it before we started the podcast, and it sounds pretty damn good. I mean, I, I don't think they've really put anything out that I didn't really like. So, um, I wasn't super into that. They have, um, they had got some hit or miss stuff for me. Not, I will, I will, oh, they released I one, they released a bunch. They really I will three. say I I don't I don't know that they've ever put out anything terrible. Right. Uh I oh. I couldn't I didn't get m- much into simple math. No. Um, I, well, I, I got I liked Pensacola and I liked a couple songs from it, but um I I liked the Bad Books records. I liked uh I liked Cope quite a bit. Um but See, Yeah, yeah I, those math. are the two that I'm really not familiar with was Cope and Hope. And I remember you saying that, like, I need to listen to that. But they came think, out with one I think called Cope kind of sounds terrible. Um, it really? doesn't sound very good. It's, like, really muddy. It's, like, really just, like, Got it. woolly and hairy. But, yeah. man, there's some cool songs on it. I don't know. I like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people didn't like it, though. So, um, And then I think they, they did a Black Mile to the Surface was sort of like them being like, all right. We're we're gonna we're gonna do what Get we do best. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because Cope Mal- is a loud rock record for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. And I remember you saying that there was a couple songs on there that you said were really good. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, if you haven't really ever jammed it, I would totally recommend jamming it. It for like sure. I said, it doesn't sound great. It kind of sounds like is Hope good or no? Hope is uh um, I listened to it like once. It's the same songs. But mm. just like done more like acoustic, like reimagined. Got it. Yeah, because um, it looks like they came out with a record two that I didn't know was even out. Oh no, that's bad books. Yeah. So that record's awesome. Why is love, why is it on their discography? Did they they that's the way Spotify kind of does it? Like once, basically, like if if oh, you like bad books, Manchester Manchester Orson and Kevin Devine. Okay. Yeah, so like you can go to the Bad Books page and listen to the records there, but oh, also cool. they like link the other artists. And know. then they have three that they released with Bad Books as well. And then it says mm-hmm. Bad Books 10th Anniversary Edition. Okay. I don't know if I've... Li- well, maybe I have well, listened Manchester to Well, Manchester Orchestra themselves released The Million Masks of God in 2021, and I just... Yeah, they released it in April, I want to say. I haven't listened to it, and I'm going to check it either. out after this. Um but yeah, man. I mean, it's just a band that I highly respect. I know you don't like it, like do this segment, but I I gotta read these lyrics because they're so. Oh good. yeah, they got they got good lyrics. Yeah. Um. So it goes. I could feel a hot one taking me down for a moment. I could feel the force, fainted to the point of tears, and you were holding on to make a point. What's the point? But I'm I'm but a clean man, stable and alone man. Make it so I won't have to try. The faces always stay the same, so I face the fact that I'm just fine. I said that I'm just fine. Uh, I remember head down after you had found out m- mana is a hell of a drug and I need a little more, I think, because enough is never quite enough. What's enough? I took it like a grown man crying on the pavement, hoping you would show your face, 
but I haven't heard a thing you said in at least a couple hundred days. What'd you say? Uh, I was in the front seat shaking it out, and I was asking if he felt all right. I never want to hear the truth. I want to hear your voice. It sounded fine. My voice has sounded fine. I could feel my heartbeat taking me down, and for the moment I would sleep all right. I'm dealing with a selfish fear to keep me up another restless night, another restless night. The blood was dry, it was sober, the feeling of audible cracks, and I could tell it was over from the curtains that hung from your neck. And I realized that then you were perfect, and my teeth ripping out of my head, and it looked like a painting I once knew back when my thoughts weren't entirely intact. So I prayed for what I thought were angels ended up being ambulances, and the Lord showed me dreams of my daughter, she was crying inside your stomach, and I felt love again. Jesus. He's a good, he's a great lyricist. I mean, Dude, I think he's an incredible lyricist. I mean, that's partly why the band has been so, so successful. Right. Um, and, and at the same time, kind of still in, in, on the, on the fringes, you know, of, of, you mm. know, of, well, maybe not. I don't know. For me, it's like, they're a major band, but you know, like in the grand scheme of things, a lot of people that I talk to don't know about this band. So, yeah, I would say they're like comfortably. Right. Yeah, in, yeah. In the uh they're comfortably in the like in the same universe as some as like War on Drugs. Right, and, right, yeah. You know, like even maybe like Wilco or something like but that. But Andy I mean, Hall, man, I mean he just he writes them lyrics, man, that just get me in right in the guts. And that one like I, it it sounds kinda like a drug overdose death or something, you know what I mean? Like it kinda it sounds like he saw somebody die, you know what I mean? Like, and that was, or it could just be a made up story. I don't know, but you know, with oh, my it's cousin, effective no yeah. matter what, right? Yeah. With my cousin ODing, it definitely like, you know, struck a nerve. So, um, I just have mad respect for the dude. I love a black mile of the surface, um, front to finish. I love that record. Um, Alien standout tracks. Um, the uh, what was what, what it called? Gold something. It was. Uh, I gotta look it up. The gold. Yeah, I mean, the silence actually is their their most. I think that's the last song on that record. But I remember. Yeah, it is. People love that song. Uh, I like a lot of my like EDM friends like that dudes that are like really into EDM like that, like that track. I remember Rick was listening to one one day. I was like, dude, this is Manchester. You know about Manchester? He's like, I just like the song, man. And I was like, dude, you should listen to that band, you know? Um, no doubt. But yeah, mad respect for him, you know? So if you haven't heard of Manchester, I haven't thought about them in a, in a while, but they're, they're great. Yeah. And I love, I was obsessed with that record, the mean everything to nothing. Oh, dude, it's so um, good. That intro track is so badass. Yeah, record done by Joe Ciccarelli, legendary mm. record producer. Uh, it's, yeah, he's great. It's a great. What else has it. he done? Yeah, look at him up. Look him up. Everything. Yeah. He's done Everything. it all. Yeah, he's done it all. Did you watch the Black Mile of the Surface like doc docu series on? I think it was free on YouTube, but it was really good. I think they I recorded know. it with some Swedish girl, some Swedish lady, but it was somewhere in like some cabin, you know, middle of nowhere with a bunch of snow. So 
It's really uh, good. Go check. No, it out. I think they did that record um, at this big church studio that's not far from here. Really? There was snow in the documentary. Mm. It might. It was probably like in the southern Appalachian mountains, if I had to guess. Could be. I think I, I know the the studio they did it at. I just. I think it's like not far from Asheville. Let me see. Recording. Uh, release two companion albums, Copenhagen. Okay. Release and promote. Studio Echo Mountain Recording, Elmwood West. Yep, that's the one. Favorite gentleman, the village. Oh, Echo Mountain's couple. wild because like they have like. Well, it almost. Like, that's crazy. I remember there being snow. Maybe there wasn't. It was all filmed in like black and white, so maybe I like. I mean, there can be snow. Yeah, yeah. There, like, the, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying there's. It's not. like the Northern Appalachian Mountains or whatever. No, it's not Northern Appalachians. Mm. Because Appalachians stretch like all the way up into the, like, northeast, like stretches up all the way up through like Pennsylvania. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's like the Southern Appalachians. Yeah, and I know that it 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 snows in like Tennessee and stuff sometimes too. So yeah, I I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know about the snow. I just know that they did. Maybe it I'm not remembering it correctly. That's what I'm saying. Mm. I don't. You know, I watched it. You know, back in 2014. Yeah, I've got friends that have worked at Echo Mountain, so I know a little bit about that spot nice i think you got caught me on to him because you showed me alien the music video for alien it's really good but you caught me back got me back on the manchester train i was like unfavorited yeah well when i was working at coffee shop we had that vinyl uh, that turntable and and uh you could put play whatever everybody had a shot at playing vinyl and every time i put this record on my coworkers hated it (laughs) it's like Fuck this shit. I want to listen to like Schoolboy Q like for eight more fucking times, you know. Or mm, they just didn't. They would. They like different stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to listen to the Gorillas every five seconds. So it was like, I like, all right, I like well, Gorillas. I like that a same. lot. <laughs> all right, what do you got for me, man? Yeah. Uh, you weren't thinking that far ahead, were you? No. <laughs> That's okay. I'm just Take gonna pick time. something. Yeah, you're good. No, just take your time. It's cool. I'm going to pick. Hey, no. Hey, do your thing, man. I'm going to just pick. Hey, I'm just going to pick something. (laughs) Go for it. All right. So let's go to Madison Cunningham. Okay. And we'll go to the record. Who are you now? How do I know her? I feel like I know her. I don't know. You, you, she's not. She's not she's in a not band or un, She's not unpopular. You could totally know mm. her. Uh, let's listen to Common Language. All right, count me off. You ready? Yep. All right, three, two, one, play. Same note, different arc 
that was fantastic. <laughs> that was incredible. That's a great song, huh? Oh, it's awesome. I've never yeah. heard her before. She's got some good stuff, man. Man. This show rocks, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like every week I, I just get like, you know introduced the more i mean that's it's kind of the, was the premise for the, the the original premise was kind of that it was just like i'll throw up a softy of a ball and you you kind of bring them home with like a <laughs> obscure thing that i've never heard before and then yeah i don't i don't throw a lot things. of softballs in general no just, uh, not not really my thing uh yeah this Man. record's cool yeah i uh i was like i couldn't decide if it was like it's 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 definitely more complicated than Isley, but it had gave me an Isley vibe. It also gave me like kind of a, there's a Radiohead kind of themes in there that I really. She like. has this really cool, um, like, uh, sort of rasp that's very yeah. like Tom York ish, yeah. which is super cool. I mean, I think too like the the progression that she's doing in this song is a little is scratching a little bit of radiohead itch too yeah um no it's just like i'm I'm, and i I don't want to reduce it to that because it's definitely its own thing you know mm -hmm. it's very very good you know yeah i'm I'm just kind of like in awe a little bit i'm a little bit she's she's very much from the like blake mills uh camp like like she plays the same hybrid guitar that he plays. Uh, she works really? with like all the same people. Like works with Ethan Gruska. She's an LA was... girl then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- um, I'm pretty sure she's coming to my coffee shop. That's why I'm like, oh shit. I mean, that would be so normal. Yeah, it would be so normal. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, but she's her, this record's really cool. I think it's like Man. got a lot of attention from music people yeah i swear to god i've seen her before that's wild um but yeah like her her record is great like i like it a lot i've I've, this song and a bunch of other songs from that record have just been on playlists of mine the last few months and um yeah man and i just i was i was thinking i I don't think we've talked about it at all so this this song i really like the one we listened to she's got some other songs that are I would say are closer to some of the Blake Millsy kind of world stuff. That's it's also really good, yeah. but I kind of like this mystical song and she's got, you know, yeah. she does some, some of those like, it's cool. It's, but Super she's cool. insanely talented. She's yeah. like really great. And that's her guitarist. playing the guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really great guitarist. Dude, I swear to God, I've served her. Like I remember her. Her face hey man, I, is I believe very, you. You know, like I'm you like, don't got to twist my arm. I, I get know it, man. That person came in at least I believe one of you. the three shops I worked in, but that's wild. Like you know what I mean? Like she just kind of looks like you're, you know, you would have, I would have never have pegged her to be like somebody that could play like that. But that's incredible. Yeah, she's great. She's way to go, Madison. Really, Damn. Yeah, man, she's cooking on that oh, thing. I'm gonna be listening um, to her all week now. <clears throat> Yeah, she and she's a great lyricist, and yeah, uh, yeah. Do you have lyrics or you? you nah, go yeah. look them up later. Yeah, for sure, for sure. 
<laughs> I know, I know. It's go gonna, check them out. Later. That's why I'm like, I mean, this it, is also a very, it's also a very wordy song, so I don't want to like. I also know that like, there's one of two things happening if Nate actually volunteers to like read the lyrics. It's usually it by my like instigating him to do so, <laughs> and also just because it's hilarious, you know, if the or if it's like you really believe in it, you know. So if you really think it's like that fantastic, you'll say it. But no, it's man. Um, yeah, dude, go listen. I'm blown to this away, record, dude. I'm blown away. I'm not a little bit. I'm like, wow, this is really That's, good. That song, I think, is a is a good uh, I- intro because I I knew I knew that would that song would be like the right vibe for you, mm-hmm. and I think there's like there's like a good mix of um she's got stuff that's more upbeat on the record. She's got stuff that's a little bit more dour and down, but. I mean, I know you like the Blake Mills stuff too, so there's a, like yeah, that just, one you did with his new project or whatever that was really good. Mm-hmm. That notes and something. Yeah, um, we mm-hmm. did that on a couple episodes ago, but that one was fantastic, and I've been listening to that record for a while, for a little bit. Apparently, I'm just finding because I'm like just creeping around on Spotify, but apparently, uh, Madison Cunningham did a song super recently with John Foreman on his like latest no shit solo record so dude I, maybe that might I be worth listening that, to I don't know well maybe that was Switchfoot but I saw like Switchfoot came out with a new one and it just looked like eh, you know well, I don't know if it was John Foreman or Switchfoot but I've always this been one a looks fan like of it's probably like Foreman in general you know um, yeah this one looks like it's probably like acoustic yeah well I mean he did like Fiction Family and and I've always been a huge fan of his like solo work. Um, mm-hmm. And I, dude, I'm just, don't get me wrong. I love me some Switchfoot too. I can't help it. You know, like some of the some of their riffs are fucking banging. You know, like <laughs> can't help it, man. They might be CCM as hell, but good lord, man, dude can write a song. You know, no doubt. Uh, yeah, wow. I'm blown away, man. That was really good. I'm gonna be listening to that all week. Yeah, baby. Well, that's it. Two slappers down the pipe. Yeah, I think we're good. Um, Thanks, guys, for tuning in to Salt and the Slap. We'll see you uh, next week. Sayonara. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Pauly Shore. (laughs) Uh, uh, Okay.